0: Now,
1: plugged in to the Delphi podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Delphi podcast. I'm Tom Shaughnessy, and I help lead Delphi ventures as well as host some of the most in the weeds and thought provoking guests across crypto, spanning layer ones to DeFi, NFTs, and beyond. The goal is to have fun, but also to dive deep and offer foundational episodes on projects and founders. Also, check out our research on Delphi Digital or miss out on the most compelling research there is. It's up to you. As a reminder, nothing said on this podcast is a solicitation to buy or sell any security or token or to make any financial decisions. Delphi Ventures may hold tokens mentioned, so check out our transparency page in the show notes for more info. With that, let's dive in. See you guys on the other side. Before we jump in, we'd like to thank our sponsors for making this episode possible. Kava is a cross-chain DeFi platform that gives you the ability to earn more by connecting the world's largest cryptocurrencies, ecosystems, and financial applications in one safe and seamless integration. We're excited for the upcoming launch of the Swap Protocol, a cross-chain AMM liquidity hub bridging DeFi, blockchains, and financial services to swap the world's largest assets and maximize yields across your entire portfolio. Swap will join the Kava Protocol and Hard Protocol as the next application built on the Kava platform. Celo is a mobile-first platform that makes financial dApps and crypto payments accessible to anyone with a mobile phone, providing the opportunity to positively impact the users of 6 billion smartphones in circulation today. Celo's eco-friendly proof-of-stake consensus mechanism, an ultra-mobile light client, makes up to 17,000 times faster than other blockchains and accessible to mobile phone users around the world. Visit Celo.org to learn more. Everyone, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Tom Shaughnessy. Today, I'm thrilled to have on Jivko, who is the founder of EnterDAO. Full disclosure, we're happy investors. Uh, Z, how's it going? Hey, Tom. Pleasure to be here. You too, man. We go back and forth on Twitter and Telegram so much. It's it's great to finally have you on.
0: Yeah, it's definitely good to be here. And I also don't want this to sound like scene, but I'm actually a fan of the podcasts, And it's one of my go to sources just to get into the brains of founders and investors um so it's quite exciting to be here
1: It's sure. awesome man no i appreciate that and we're we're happy to to have you so tell us a bit about yourself and how you got started in crypto
0: oh um so yeah my name is Jivko. i'm originally based out of uh, bulgaria um lived around the world for some time but now back here i got into crypto kind of like in 2017 uh, it was uh, initially a bit of uh, solo tinkering uh, before I joined a blockchain development company called Linechain. Uh, before that, I was doing mostly early stage um, tech VC in Europe, in Bulgaria, in the Netherlands, like accelerator stuff uh, in Web2. But at some point, the, the crypto bug just bit me and it hasn't um, haven't gone back since. So yeah, have been part of a development company called Lime Chain over the past few years. We have been we've been building basically everything around DeFi NFTs and blockchain infrastructure like uh, tooling and um, just core blockchain stuff. And um, yeah, we've been building hard since 2017, and um, this year we started actually a uh, month ago or so, EnterDAO, uh, which is um, quite exciting, and we are all. Excited to build like critical market infrastructure for the metaverse economy. So
1: how did the, uh, I guess, what's the problem that you guys found with internet that you wanted to solve, right? Like you're with LimeChain, you're building a couple projects and I'm a huge yep. fan of you and your partners at LimeChain, but you know, what hit you guys when you were like, Hey, you know what? We have this idea. Let's go out with enterda
0: Sure. So it's been a, it was not like a single moment where it was like this big aha moment, but it was, actually accumulation of like a bunch of uh, stuff that we've been seeing over the past year. Obviously, beginning of this year, like the whole NFT space started blowing up uh, with JPEG summer and everything. But in parallel to that, we've also been seeing like the whole metaverse narrative uh, shaping up. And um, our thesis on that is that we see the... Metaverse in, in all of its complexity as the next big social space uh, where people just um, basically hang around, have like attend events, um, interact with each other and so on and so on through games and like social media. But the difference between um, web, like the Metaverse and like the social of Web2 as we know it is that it allows people to actually have um, upside and governance uh, in the products that they're using. So we we realized through the power of like crypto and NFTs that this whole new economy is shaping up um, and brands both on the Web2 side and on the Web3 side, who we want to be to be a part of it. And through our work with like different projects, we've been quite involved in like universe with the polymorphs and whatnot and uh, to like basically... Bunch of different projects. We started seeing market gaps because, like metaverse, the metaverse economy, the web three metaverse economy, like although growing, it's still in its infancy uh, and uh, basically lacks uh, quite a bit of infrastructure. So we we saw a bunch of market gaps. The first one that we're trying to solve is uh, basically access to land. Um, for, for all the listeners, like if somebody's not aware, basically we have all these metaverse games and they have land within them, which could be owned by anyone in a decentralized manner. Um, however, through, like the rise of popularity of these games and the whole space, land has become um, quite, quite expensive. Uh, it's become hard to get and it's also inefficient if you want to use it short term to own it long term.
1: Can Uh, can, can you give a couple examples, too, of projects that have land that users can purchase and use today?
0: Oh, for sure. Like Games like Decentraland, uh, which is live and people can play it, Sandbox uh, is also having land. Uh, Illuvium, which is an up-and-coming game, also is is going to have land. So these are
1: kind of games that people can all land in. Got it. And the price for them has just gotten... Basically what you're saying is like the speculators took over, the price is just... Price have just gone astronomical given all the buzz around nfts and gaming and basically you're saying people don't really have access anymore
0: sure yep people and brands um because you can use the land as a as an investment or you can use it as a tool to to reach an audience as well when you build on top of it
1: it's pretty cool and, and what do users get when they purchase land in the metaverse like if they purchase land in Decentraland, if they purchase Axie land what exactly are they getting? Are they just getting, you know, a picture on OpenSea or, or is it something that they can actually, you know, build their virtual life on?
0: Um, for example, like if we take the central land, um, which I think is a great example of a Metaverse land, uh, people get an NFT, which is obviously visible on OpenSea, but it's not any kind of art. It's just like a representation of their, their land. But what they also get, which is more important, is the basically... Building permissions within the game itself because they own the land. So you have a piece of land or a bunch of pieces coupled together in an estate, and then through um graphics and code you can build stuff. Uh you can let's say you can build a shop in the central land, for example, stuff like that.
1: That's awesome. Do you uh are you pretty active in these games today or, or no?
0: Oh, uh, we're quite active in the central land. We attended it uh, often. We have our basically weekly meetings or ad hoc meetings in the central land, just to, to get a feel of everything. Um, but we're, there are also a bunch of games that are up and coming, and we're super excited to see them also pop up. Um, there hasn't been one game that is like uh, basically dominating the market. I think the space is quite open, and we so we love to see how it evolves over the over the next few months.
1: It's pretty cool. It's a good segue. So let's talk about the two products you have. Let's first talk about Landworks, which is for renting marketplaces or, sorry, renting land in the metaverse. Um, It's maintained by your community. Let's dive into that. What exactly is Landworks?
0: Sure. So Landworks is a land marketplace that we're developing right now, uh, hoping it's live in the next uh, month or two. It's essentially a protocol for renting and lending of uh, land within metaverse games. Uh, it's going to start out with Decentraland because it's the currently the go-to game that is live and has land active. And we will integrate with other games as we go forward. But um, basically, the, the value prop of the marketplace is that if you want to use the games and build stuff in it, you can uh, rent land short-term, use it for your event or whatever you want to do there, and then basically give it back. And vice versa, if you own land long-term, you don't have to hold it and uh, hope to flip it uh, at some point for a profit. You can actually have it uh, go to work as an asset and earn you uh, income as you go through through leasing.
1: It's pretty cool. So, how do you envision the UI looking for those that own land? Like, if I own, let's say, a really valuable piece of land in Axie, and I want to lend that out, you know, what, what does that look like? Do I just say, you know, log on to EnterDAO and I set a rate and and people bid or, or they buy out, or how exactly does that work from the user perspective?
0: it's a good question uh basically uh, you obviously log in um you would be able to uh deposit your land and set uh both the the price and the uh, period that you would you want to uh, basically lend it for uh there will be like different periods of course but uh you people are are going to rent the land for a set period of time that,
1: that's pretty cool and I guess on the security side like You know, if I have land that's worth six figures or I'm, you know, virtual slumlord of some kind, you know, like, you know, obviously I want to earn a yield on my land, but I don't want people to steal it. Right. How does the security aspect come into play here where people want to like, you know, they cryptographically want to lend out their land, but they obviously don't want people to run away with it. But they need to be able to use that land to earn a yield or because they want to use it for other reasons. How does that all work?
0: Well, it's a good question. And I think the answer is uh, quite simple, smart contracts uh, that, that we all love. So basically, the contract will act as a, as a mediator, obviously like O called, and when like, you you rent it for a certain period of time, and once this period is over, uh, the owner will receive its uh, piece of land automatically. Uh, so, so it's quite, quite simple.
1: Pretty cool. So there's no, there's no way people can actually steal the land, if that makes sense.
0: Hopefully not. I mean we uh we're not envisioning it so uh, for, for it to work that way and obviously we'll take all security measures and we'll have it like audited multiple times and stuff. But um it shouldn't shouldn't be possible now.
1: Do you think like culturally we're at the stage where people are you know they're understanding the Airbnb concept for the metaverse? Like, you know, obviously me and my buddies are planning a, a winter trip, right? And we're just yep. scounging Airbnb and VRBO for a place, we're looking for a hot tub, we're looking for you know, a sauna or yeah. something. But for for this, like, you know, culturally, do you think we're at the stage where people are ready to use an Airbnb for virtual land? It does seem kind of early, given a lot of these game economies aren't fully built out yet. But obviously, you want to build ahead of that.
0: Yeah. So, great question. First of all, most we see that it's. I don't want to use the word like B two B for renting, but uh, and also in a web environment, but we see that the people that are going to rent land are mostly going to be brands that are looking to build like cool experiences in-game. Uh, and what we've seen is that brands are ready to enter the, the Metaverse uh, with both feet. Uh, we've seen it both in the web three site and in the Web2 site as well. We've seen, like I think Snoop, it was Snoop Dogg last week that announced like they're basically running uh, Metaverse concerts and sandbox and, and stuff like that. So. We've been seeing brands everywhere, uh, excited to jump into the Metaverse, uh, and we, we're here to build infrastructure for it.
1: That's cool. So you, you actually see brands taking more of a role than, say, you know, individuals in the Metaverse
0: renting land out? On the renting side, yes. On the leasing, could be everyone. Obviously, it's TUM, it's decentralized, anyone can own land, and a lot of the existing land in games is already owned by by users. Um, it's not like institutions or, or brands. So on the on the renting side, I see mostly brands coming in, whether it's web three brands or web two brand, brands. But on the uh, basically supply side of the of the marketplace, where people provide land, I think is going to be mostly web three users that already own land.
1: That's pretty cool. I mean, walk me through that. Like, let's say a a large traditional brand buys, or sorry, rents, land in the metaverse. Let's yep. say Axie, just to keep this example easy. And I'm not sure what you're able to do on that side. But, you know, what exactly would they provide? Would, would they provide like an experience where people earn NFTs or, or what would that look like?
0: Oh, it's a great question. Could be anything like it could be base it could be like a concert like for example snoop dogg would be running concerts um it could be a conference where people are giving talks or it could be for example another uh, not too far-fetched example is like a fashion show and where people can actually buy the merch and use it in the, for their characters in the metaverse as well and stuff like that so it could be a, a whole whole bunch of different things
1: it's pretty cool man um uh exciting and, and how far out is this from becoming a reality like what what stages enter down and, and land works at right now
0: uh we're developing the protocol as we speak we hope that it's uh, going to be live uh, late november i think uh, is, is a good timeline to aim at uh we're, we're moving quite fast and we're excited but uh it's definitely going to be uh, out i think in a two months
1: two months time Jesus, you guys are—you guys code fast. It's not a. Uh, how long have you guys been working on this again? Around a month. Wow, Jeez. And we,
0: yeah, we obviously went down first because we wanted to 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 go that route. So um, we have to, man. Like, I've been super excited about everyone building, and like we've seen exponential growth in terms of builders in the web space. So we need to
1: catch up. Yeah. No. It. I mean, a month sounds super fast. Like, I mean, just just to play devil's advocate, like what does the audit process look like when you're working on such a short timeline, right? Like, obviously it's very complex contracts. You want to make sure security is there so people can't steal land. Like, you know, how do you kind of thread the needle of like being first, but also making sure everything's secure?
0: Uh, Great question. We take security very seriously. So obviously we're not going to launch a marketplace unaudited by any means. Uh, we're already talking with auditors, so we can uh, basically um, secure. Because we obviously know that they're also quite quite slammed, like at least the the top guys out there. So uh, we've been planning uh, for this uh, ahead of time, and uh, we're basically going to audit everything uh, before we launch. It's
1: pretty so cool. So we are good there. No, it's exciting, and um, it's pretty cool on the value proposition side. Like I, I'm assuming, like you're bringing like a new level of capital efficiency to the metaverse, right? Like People can now buy Mm -hmm. land and, you know, even if they're not able to take like a very active role in earning a yield off of that, you can lend it out to people who can. And I mean, it's obviously you could lend it out to people and they could earn, they could do whatever they want with it. But however they drive the highest yield, that allows the landowner to obviously set their price pretty high.
0: Yep. Uh, It's an exciting new market. And uh, the exciting thing is it's exciting and scary at the same time is that it's a market that doesn't exist yet, right? And we we need to create it, and uh, we're basically going to see it shaping uh, up like uh, before us so excited to see how this develops
1: I'm with you and can people come together and rent land together like let's say all the Delphi guys wanted to do a virtual retreat somewhere you know are we able to use EnerDAV to kind of um, rent land as a group?
0: It's a good question um Probably not for, for the MVP, as we want to, to be live as soon as possible. Uh, but we have a set of features in our V2 uh, shaping up, so we can have more scenarios playing out. Uh, but another, uh, you can obviously play around with this, like with, let's say, having a group wallet or multisig uh, doing so. Uh, so you just get together
1: to to run wallet and use it as, as a goal. That's, that's pretty cool. And I mean, moving on from Landworks, so you're launching the service where anybody can rent out their land of the Metaverse. Um, Pretty agnostic per project. It'll be out hopefully in November. Killer timeline there. Moving on from there for a second, you guys are also launching MetaPortal, which is kind of like a one-stop Steam-style kind of view where anybody could find and enter various Metaverse games. Give us the download on MetaPortal because that's a bit different from Landworks.
0: It is. Very different product. MetaPortal essentially is going to be a desktop client that enables users to to access um, Web3 metaverse games from a, from a single point. And basically, the the problem that we're trying to solve there, or our thesis behind it, is that games right now are quite fragmented. Some use different wallets, uh, some are web, some are uh, desktop, and it's kind of hard to to keep track of everything. And we want to make, I mean, Web3. UX is hard enough as it is right now with like all the the wallets and uh, transaction fees and stuff like that. We want to make everything um, as as simple as possible for users, just having a single point of entry to to Metaverse
1: Games so they they don't have to worry about all of that. That's pretty cool. And I mean, going back to my UI question, like, what does this look like? Like, you know, what's the experience when somebody pulls up, like, are they pulling up a web page or are they pulling up an app or...
0: They're pulling up a desktop client, um, which is also quite uh, exciting from a tech point. Because we are going to be building a desktop app, which is quite different from like all the um, the web three apps we've seen. But you you basically download the the desktop app. Um, you wallet connect with whatever wallet you're using, uh, and you start playing games. You choose, let's say for example, you want to play Axie or you want to play. Uh, Illuvium when it comes out, um, you you all um, do so from a from single app.
1: That's pretty cool. Um, so I'm, so Steam is probably the best example, right? Like the best compier. Yep, definitely. Or? That that's really definitely. awesome. And like, do these games? Like, do you need permission from these games? I'm assuming not, given just the permissionless nature of where we're at.
0: Um, for some of Dell's, you need, or some of them would be uh, permissionless. uh but we're we're working to also. Partner up with the game so we provide the best possible experience. Uh, and another like cool element, like from a UI point, for example, is let's say that if you, basically if you want to use Decentraland with the Delphi gang, for example, you can have like a meeting point in Decentraland and you can all like jump into a single point, uh, from, from Meta Portal and all be there. Uh, so that's quite cool. You can send him. Let's say you can send an invite to to somebody at Delphi to meet you at some point in the central land. You can all go there and have fun.
1: That's really cool. That's that's super interesting. And this client will be obviously for like Mac, Windows, Linux, the whole. Yep. That's that's really cool. So it, it is it is pretty cool to think about. Like I don't know, are, is there any other comparable right now? Like, is there any other site or application I can go to to have access to like every metaverse game right now? Or
0: um, no, there's not, or not at least that, I mean, we've done our fair share of research, but uh, we haven't seen anything like that. I think the closest comparison that uh, we can give, although it's not 100% relevant, is that you've had a bunch of dab browsers over time that allowed you, like, from a uh, single single app to basically access different DApps. And I think MetaMask on mobile does it as well. Um, so, this is the closest comparison, but it's not really the same because you're not entering games. So nothing really quite
1: like it that we've seen so far. Yeah, no, that's it's super interesting. It's, it's pretty cool that you guys are iterating kind of so quickly, if that makes sense. Like, you know, I'm just, as, I'm just wondering here, like Landworks and the portal are, are pretty different, right? Is the goal yep. for Entertow to kind of expand into any niche within kind of the metaverse land or gaming segment you guys see fit? Or are these two things kind of the core values of EnterDAO right now?
0: It's a, it's a fascinating question. Of uh, we see those as the uh, two products that we're starting it. Obviously, we're building this in a DAO first way, and we already have a sizable community. But EnterDAO is essentially going to go in the direction that the community decides. Um, those are the first two products that we've lined up. We also have an NFT drop coming up, uh, but we definitely see both products expanding in terms of uh, features and we hopefully that uh, entered our like become sustainable so it can continue to basically build infrastructure products for for the metaverse It's pretty cool. so we're by no means limiting ourselves to those two
1: no no it doesn't you guys don't seem limited at all um if that makes sense when do you think we'll get to a point so you're building two things pretty much ahead of, I guess, I'd say viral usage within what you're accessing. Like, you know, Landworks is incredible, right? It'll be much needed, but the metaverse isn't completely there yet where we have land that's usable mm-hmm. and affordable and people have use cases to rent. And on the other side, like Metaportal is incredible, but there aren't like a plethora of really engaging games yet, right? So you're building two things like well in advance of kind of uh, what they'll give access to. You know, what, what's your take there? Like, how do you how do you time that? How do you get okay with that as founders? And, you know, how do you get that jump off point? Because you, you are building pretty much not in the dark, but definitely ahead of time.
0: Great question. Um, definitely what you here, agree 100%. I think we're, we're a bit early to everything. But the truth is that these games are building in parallel and they're going to be uh, coming in with full force. Sandbox or Illuvium have proved basically are going to make a big splash in the next few months so the shape, the the space will definitely grow exponentially and we want to, we want to be ready when these games start picking up speed because um, I'm not sure we could basically have the perfect timing like nobody really ever has but um, I think it's the right moment and um, the gaming space will grow exponentially for sure I mean there's a I can count at least five games that are going to come come in in the next couple of months. In addition to the central Ant and all the others, and um, I see those having uh, quite substantial communities already. So it's quite exciting.
1: No, I'm I'm totally with you. It it is super exciting. And you mentioned that you guys went DAO first. Like you guys have done a really incredible job in growing your social community, right? Like between your I guess between your relationships with universe and I met you guys through Tyler Ward and you're out here on Twitter and you, you have a really good following like, and a lot of good interplay with other projects um, as well and other founders like Aaron at ASM and, and all of those guys. How did you guys decide to go DAO first and how did that help you guys?
0: Oh, great question. I'm glad, glad that you asked it. So um, we We've seen the DAO-first model like play really well over the last year or so uh, with, with different projects, um, Barnbridge, obviously, Universe. Um, but I think the, the biggest thing, you know, basically the meaning behind DAO-first is actually community-first. So it enables uh, the project to have, uh, or its community to have its vote, heard, and basically be quite active from early on. Even before the products are out there, uh, and they ha- basically the community helps us on a basis and helps us through the whole building process, we, with feedback, activity, memes, what have you. And having having a community early on uh, is amazing. And we, on the flip side, once the products are ready, you already have a, you have a community that is uh, quite active and they want to use the products. So it's a it's a beautiful process to build in that way. We've seen it quite successfully. Uh, we are also getting uh, valuable feedback from like veterans in the industry that are also pushing the DAO first approach. And I think it's the right way to basically to build right now.
1: Yeah, no, I'm with you. I mean, you've attracted a pretty a pretty killer list on your early seed community. Like your early investors is is crazy. You have everyone from Mark Yusko to Troy to Santiago on here. Uh, we're happy to be investors. Like. It's great that you guys got such a a power group around you early on.
0: Oh, for sure. And like um, the beautiful thing is that everyone is like contributing with like feedback and connections and everything. So although we have a core team at EnterDAO, it feels that it's not like ten of us building. It's like actually uh, fifty people or like hundred people building if you include like the core some core people from Discord. So it's amazing like seeing this uh, shape
1: up. Yeah, no, I I think it's incredible that you guys went down first. Like it just seems just seems so slow to go through the process of the traditional way to raise money and start a company. Right? I feel like it takes you it puts you months behind. Like there's no way you guys would be able to keep the schedule. I guess you could if you went the traditional route, but it, it would definitely put you back a couple months for sure.
0: For sure, yeah. I definitely agree. Um there's pros and cons to this like it definitely allows you to go faster in the beginning. And I think the biggest value add is that you are, it exponentially speeds up the process of building a community rather than uh, shipping product first and uh, basically then trying to progressively decentralize. Uh, I think the DAO first approach is actually a win-win for both the, the community and and, uh, and the founders.
1: Yeah, no, it definitely is. It's pretty cool that for your yield farming campaign, you added in pretty much all of the communities that you'll want to support through both of your landworks and your portal, right? Like you have Axie, you have Decentral, and you have Sandbox, Alluvium, Universe, sure. a bunch of others. Like that that had to have been a pretty conscious decision, I'm guessing.
0: Oh, for sure. Um, yield farming is basically a community incentive that we see, and we definitely want to onboard the, the existing communities and align with them. So it was, uh, it was a no-brainer. Like we took this decision and like, Oh, quite fast.
1: That's that's fair. One like devil's advocate question for you. I mean, you're, sure. you're building out a set of pretty complex smart contracts to allow people to rent land, but you know to not steal it. And this is something yeah. every game is going to want, you know, for their community. You know, what's the risk here that you know someone in the Axie community, you know, forks your code or copies it and you know gives it out for the Axie community to use? Like, I, I guess, yeah. How, how do you, I guess, fight against that and build your moat? But, but also kind of embrace it? It seems like a kind of a hard you know, path to walk.
0: It's a great question. I have an even better answer to it. There is a great article by Delphi Digital <laughs> uh, called the, I think it was called the Unforkable Modes of uh, DeFi. Pretty sure it's my uh, partner,
1: Jose. Yep. Yep.
0: Yeah, I love it. And I preach this and I live by this. So they obviously can afford the code, uh, but it's hard to fork and maintain a community. And this is uh, basically what we're trying to build, both in terms of like the community that uses the our products, but also a community of projects that we aligned with. Um, so we're hoping to to the community, to the liquidity, to basically, we see those as our modes, uh, and we don't worry too much about uh, people forking us. And, um,
1: yeah. Is there a... I, I mean, as time goes on, as you guys become, let's say you guys become the, you know, the, the largest provider of land services, right? You know, we'll, we'll just say Airbnb to keep it yep. easy. Don't sue us there, though, Airbnb. Yep. It does afford you guys a pretty powerful community in Moat, though, right? Like, you guys will have the resources to build this out, whether it be on the UI or the security side. It seems like, well, that's interesting. But on the flip side, though, I mean, the amount of users that you can have and the reputation for the those looking to to lend out their land that seems like a pretty large moat. Like I would never go to say Airbnb version 10 to rent a piece of land. I just, I yep. want the guarantees there. Airbnb has, I want the UI. I want the, I want the reviews. I want the reputation. Like it seems like that's a pretty large moat for you guys.
0: For sure. Yep. Um, now on the coffin.
1: What, what are you thinking on the reputation identity side? Like, is there a way to give, like if I rent out a bunch of land, is there a way to give my address, like reviews or, or a rating of some kind or, or, yeah,
0: we this is on our set of features for for V two, uh, but we definitely see is a critical part of the of the platform, and we want the platform to have a reputation in a decentralized manner as well. Um, it's definitely going to be on chain, um, whether is it through through transactions or just through signing messages, but it's going to be on chain, uh, and it's going
1: to I think it's going to to be great for, for the space. It's pretty cool. I mean. Just trying to think through this, like when I go to Airbnb, I search by, you know, location geographically and I search by date and I search guests. For you guys, you're kind of flipping that, right? Because location will be the metaverse, the specific metaverse. And like, do dates matter as much? Like, I mean, you're not going to rent something for like a weekend, right? You're going to rent something for months or years to make sure you can earn a yield on that thing?
0: Yep. So... The dates, I, I think the date matters because, like, obviously brands are going to be looking to plan and promote events uh, around those dates as well.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah that, so, that, that's fair. I, I, I guess I kind of meant it's maybe better for, like, longer term experiences than shorter term.
0: Yep. Uh, and something else which would come into play is a... We will also open up a new market and we will will try to foster this community of, but basically there's going to be a market for people who, and like companies whose services is to design in-game experiences. Because when you, let's say you rent a land, then you want to design and build something on top of it, whether it's a concert stage and uh, stuff like that. So uh, we definitely need builders of those kinds as well.
1: No, that's, that's interesting. I'm. It's pretty cool. I mean, you can even share the experiences, I guess, on the internet portal. Like you can do, like I know Airbnb shows like things to do, but like, it kind of sounds like you guys are Airbnb plus Groupon, right? Because people can not only rent land and provide experiences, but then you can showcase what those experiences are to people.
0: For sure, like this is basically our long-term vision. That's pretty cool, man.
1: Uh, There's a lot to go into here and you guys are only, you know, a month into coding so far. It's crazy how much has been done.
0: Thank you. I appreciate it. And like, we've been moving quite fast, but like we also have like a mountain ahead of us. So we're we're heads down building, Um, not trying to get too far ahead of ourselves. So um, one line of code at a time.
1: I'm with you. And I mean, you guys have built a lot of projects in the past, right? Like you guys at Limechain, you know, you guys are an incredible crew. Like I know George, like seen him kind of work a bit live. Like you guys have done a lot. Right. Like everything from the current project you're on, you guys sell Polymorphs and Universe and a bunch of others like uh, Barnbridge and Proof Systems and stuff yeah. like that. What were your greatest learnings launching, you know, these projects? Because they're very community first. They're very DAO mm-hmm. focused first. Like what was the biggest learnings you guys went through when you were building these projects as well?
0: Great question. Um We basically, the number one learning that we had is that you want a community first. Like DAO first means community first. And I tweeted this the other day, but the value of a DAO is measured by uh, its community and um, not uh, exactly its its token price always. Um, So we're definitely trying our best to uh, get feedback from the community, build a community and just... um, provide value for them day in and day out. And um, I think this is the biggest uh, the biggest uh, learning that we took um, community first, but don't um, like compromise or like as you go security uh, as well. So you want to build fast, build a community, but um, provide also a sense of security for them as well.
1: No, that, that's fair. And I mean, switching to the token a bit, the Enter token, you're already it's already able. You could already start yield farming. Um, I think you guys forked the governance contracts from Barnbridge, which has been audited. Um, what exactly does the token do for the Enter DAO community?
0: Enter is currently uh, purely a governance token. Um, it allows the community. It will allow once the DAO is activated through staking. Um, the, basically to allow the community to govern the direction of, of the tower and the direction of both products that we're starting out with and also obviously the, um, the treasury itself and the grant, the grants programs that we be coming up. Um, this is purely a pure governance token for now, uh, but obviously this could change through time as the, the community matures and what's uh, and everything.
1: It's pretty cool. i'm wondering if there's anything we missed i feel like we covered landworks i feel like we covered your portal we kind of covered the growth is there anything we missed that you'd like to hit on before we go
0: i think it's been a fun chat um one thing just i want to share because i'm super excited is like you are i'm sure you feel the same way but it's been amazing how the space has grown like over the past year in terms of like people building and i just Felt like I wanted to share that I haven't been so excited about building with, like, all these gigabrains out there in a long time. So it feels amazing right
1: now. No, it's I, I totally agree with you. I mean, I'm sure you guys have seen just a pouring in of interest to help you guys help you guys build. Is there anyone you're looking for from the community that you'd like to join you guys to help build Enterdow? Like, you know, maybe they're developers, maybe they're community managers, maybe they're, you know, graphic designers. Like, anyone on that side that you yeah. think you're looking for right now?
0: we are open to anyone to join our discord and provide value uh we love to hire people from the community we already did it once or twice um i think something which the the metaverse space will be needing hardcore including us would be people designing uh, in-game experiences like buildings uh and stages and stuff like that so uh, if anyone is uh, quite active in this please hit us up
1: that's pretty cool. Yeah. And I mean, even for the the brands themselves, I'm sure they're going to want kind of like a, you know, some type of consulting partner to provide those experiences yep. for them. For sure. Z, it's been awesome to kind of talk through EnterDAO. It's crazy how much you guys have built in such a short amount of time. I mean, it's just, you know, I mean, I know nothing's live yet, so I won't overstate it, but uh, you guys have done a lot in a month. And um, congrats to you and the team.
0: No, oh, appreciate it. And uh, thanks, for, thanks for being with
1: us through the right. Before we go, we'd like to thank our sponsors for making this episode possible. With a proven track record of delivering products safely, the Kava platform is DeFi's most trusted, scalable, and secure institutional-grade cross-chain engine. In addition to the protocols Kava and Hard, the Kava platform is launching Swap Protocol, a cross-chain AMM liquidity hub bridging DeFi, blockchains, and financial services to swap the world's largest assets and maximize yields across your entire portfolio. Try for yourself or learn more today by visiting kava.io. Celo is an open platform for mobile first DeFi with a vision of bringing decentralized financial tools and services to anyone with a mobile phone. Eco friendly, Ethereum compatible, and governed by Celo holders, Celo's proof of stake consensus mechanism and automatic daily carbon offsets make Celo the world's first carbon negative blockchain, offsetting over 2,200 tons of carbon to date. To learn more about how to lend, earn, and stake with Celo’s growing family of platform-native stablecoins, visit Celo.org today. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you enjoyed it, please support the show by hitting subscribe on iTunes, writing a review, or sharing this episode on Twitter and LinkedIn. And stay tuned for our next episode. Out soon.